you to be next to me. For the 200th time. For the 200th time. 200. Welcome to the Barack Obama approved world's greatest podcast, Hyphen Nation. I, I could plug in my soundboard, my, my Elgato stuff, but I, I don't know if. Yeah, I ain't tested it on this. I am your host for the 200th time, Kellen Conley. Technically, technically, though, it's like 198 because two of those episodes were, um, were like deleted scenes of uh, me, Marcus, and Eric and Lamb, and then me and Marcus that I just had sitting around. So those weren't brand new, but technically they're new to you. So for the 200th time, welcome to Hyphen Nation. Uh, I gotta tell you guys, it's been a long road getting here. There's times I didn't think I'd be able to do it, but I'm here, and that only means Morgantown Weather Report. 65 degrees right now partly cloudy looks like it's going to be a beautiful day here in the morgantown neighborhood so look forward to that tomorrow we're looking at 86 mostly sunny and in 10 days all right so saturday looks like 89 partly cloudy and then sunday through wednesday looking at some thunderstorms so your boys got the most saturday I have to keep that in mind. Remember to mow on Saturday. Okay. Well, that's your Morgantown Weather Report. So if that's all you're here for, you're welcome. And I'll catch you on the next one. Otherwise, welcome to the Barack Obama approved world's greatest podcast for the 200th time. I I didn't think I'd get here. I just said that. But I got to say, the reason for the wait is, well, well one, you know this podcast has not been coming out weekly um, for a while. And everybody who listens and is okay with that, I really appreciate that. I've been working on other endeavors. I've been really into my YouTube channel right now, which if you're watching this episode on YouTube, it'd be a good idea to uh, go ahead and hit subscribe and like, and you can leave some comments. Like in the comments, you can put happy 200th. That'd be dope. Put that in the comments if y'all watching on YouTube. And if you hit the bell, you won't miss any uploads. Uh, I, I went on vacation, went to Ocean City again, was getting up at five every morning and walking the boardwalk. Uh, that was like three miles of boardwalk I was doing every day by myself. I got a lot of songwriting done there. Uh, so, so that was cool. I cleared my mind, got my mind right, ready, right. Jeez. I got my mind right. My, I got my mind right. Got right. Ready for war. Jeez. I'm sorry, Memphis Bleak. <laughs> I got my mind right, money right. I got my mind right, money right, ready for war. Myth bleak is murder, I told you before. Got the streets locked, got the streets locked. Bleak hot as before. You know the name in the game and I'm ready for war. There you go, there you go, bleak. I'm not a complete idiot. I, th- I, th- I hope I did you justice, Memphis bleak. So my, my apologies, Sir Memphis. But... The thing was, Mark Marcus asked me after 199, like right after, he's like, oh, what are you doing for 200? And I was like, I'm just going to do a regular episode. And if I had stuck with that, then the episode probably would have been done sooner. But then I was like, well, 
maybe be a good time to go ahead and talk about the and do the list for the uh, greatest producers of all time. That that would be a great idea for for a hundredth a two hundredth episode. And I was like, ah, uh, no. And then I've been kind of wanting to talk about the making of the Minds of Xavier Volume Three because it's it's the fifteenth anniversary coming up here in. December on December 4th. If you know, you know. So I was like, I could I could sit down and kind of talk about that the process between that the previous mixtape and then volume three and go into a little backstory with my musical history and stuff. And I was like, oh, I don't really know about that. And I was like, well, I could do that favorite players of all time list and stuff. And I was like, or like basketball players. And I was like, I don't really want to do that. And I'm looking at like some of my smaller topics that would be like a, a usual uh, show topic. So uh Royce, Royce, I mentioned on the Kendrick episode that I wanted to, that Royce was in my top 10 and I wanted to expand on that. Uh, so that's still there. I've written down here. Why hasn't Bow Wow had a better career? What if Lauren kept making albums? Donald Glover wants you to always be uncomfortable. Uh, I had thoughts about AO technology. I'm, I'm guess this, I'm guessing what my, let's go, let's do that. Let's do that real quick. AO technology uh, was a song that was on uh, 50 Cent's 2007 album, Curtis. And it featured Justin Timberlake. And I think the beat was by Timberland. And honestly, I heard it um, at some point in the last couple months. And I was like, man, AO Technology really went. Like, I like the beat so much I rapped over it. Uh, and it, it does exist. And y'all can't hear it. So sorry, not sorry. But I, I was like, man, AO Technology should have been bigger. But the whole rollout for Curtis was just so bad, to be completely honest, because 50 had put such high expectations on Curtis with the whole, um, I'm going to outsell graduation, the, the 50 versus Kanye thing. And of course, Kanye crushed him. So, and then there was, there was just so many misfires on the singles because uh, there was, there was straight to the bank. Um, they, I'm going went straight to the bank. Ha 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 ha. And then there was amusement park. I think that was what it was called and an AO technology, and none of those were getting picked up by radio, and it wasn't until I Get Money where 50 finally got the the single for radio after anything he had put out from 2003 up until 2006 was going, didn't matter, it was going straight up to the top of the charts, and he like dropped three singles, and none of them, nobody was really messing with him like that. So I thought AO technology could have been bigger, but then also I feel like, Interscope kind of dropped the ball and 50 kind of pigeonholed himself, putting himself against Kanye. And then Kanye's got songs like Stronger coming out the radio and stuff before that September 11th, I believe, that showdown in September 11th, 2007. And then, of course, 50 got crushed by Kanye sales-wise. He still sold a lot of records, so 50 didn't really lose. Uh, 50 did say he was going to retire after that, and, and then, of course, he didn't, which I'm fine with. Uh, and I like Curtis. Uh, I I wouldn't say it was better than The Massacre, which had to grow on me because I didn't love The Massacre. Um, of course, Get Rich or Die Trying is a classic. But I, I like Curtis, and I happen to like the follow-up before I self-destruct. And then I don't think I've listened to other 50s projects. So so AO Technology, I just thought, could have been better, a bigger song. So I'm going to mark that off. So feel free, everyone, to go stream AO Technology and tell me if I'm wrong. And and that's how it's done. Uh, I got something about 2020 experience, uh, part one, talking about Justin Timberlake, but no, 
Home Again. I've been dying to talk about this new edition album from 1996 that is about to have its 26th anniversary because I think it came out in the summer of uh, 1996. Um, but I, I'm going to come back to it, I promise. I, I'm going to get to that. I have Slaughterhouse down here, but the Slaughterhouse stuff is kind of coming and going with the whole uh, Joel and Crooked putting out the House the house Closed uh, album, uh, whatever they called it, and then Royce and Joe getting in their feelings, and then apparently Joe um, and Royce got to talk it out with everybody, and everybody's cool now, and then it's just kind of done. So we'll, we'll see. So I don't really need Slaughterhouse. No Way Out. I want to talk about uh, Diddy's first, his first album, or Love's first album, No Way Out at some point, because it was a huge turning point in my come up as a um, as a fan of hip-hop. Uh, because, I mean, it came out in 97, so I was only 14 when it dropped. And so it had a lot of influence on me. A lot, a lot of influence. But I, I want to save that for another day. The Becoming, uh, which I personally feel is Beanie Siegel's best album. It was his third album, and it came out on that Dame Dash music group after the Rockefeller breakup. But I think uh, it's like the last true Rockefeller album that came out, because I think Siegel was locked up when it came out. So it's the last true Rockefeller album to drop uh, prior to the split of the camps and and Jay retiring and then uh, Cam, of course, going to Koch and all the things that happened there. So I want to get back to that. Uh, Spider-Man at, at 20, I kind of wanted to touch on my thoughts on Spider-Man 1, which I may still do. And also, I think Spider-Man just turned 60 or 65 as a character. So I may I may do that too. And then the last thing I uh, may have already read this. Oh, American Gangster. I want to talk about the film and Jay-Z's album because the 15th anniversary of that's coming up. So I want to talk about the film starring Denzel Washington and Jay-Z. So that, I want to do that. And then I wanted to talk about Godson because Godson is one of my favorite Nas albums and I feel like it doesn't get talked about it enough. So I'm going to be revisiting that. But a little housekeeping here. On the questions episode, I know for a fact that I missed some people. And I, I was looking for Eric's stuff that he sent me. All right, so he had asked me, and this this is Handsome Bane of Rasslecast Power Hour fame, a.k.a. Uh, Isla Pal. It's like a podcast or whatever, a.k.a. the Shredhead Podcast. And let me tell you, recommendation right now, go do yourself a favor. Go listen to the Shredhead Podcast. It is amazing. Incredible. It's funny. It, he, the shredder of Roku's Roku Roku Saki does it by himself, and and his main man Krang, and that show is funny. It's funny. He like it was great when he first started, but now he's hit such a stride with it that it's it just feels effortless. And it's not a long show, guys. It's like normally between let's say 40 to 45 minutes and it goes by really fast. Go listen to the Shredhead podcast. I'm not telling you that just because it's on hyphen podcast group. And I'm not telling you that just because my friend's involved with it. I'm telling you that because it's a good podcast and you need to go check it out. Go right now. I'll wait. <laughs> so he, Eric had asked me what was my favorite song? Uh, so he, he, I don't know when he asked me that prior, but my, my current favorite song right now, 
uh, is, is it a new song? Is it an old song? What would I say? I would say when that came out, my favorite song was the heart part five for sure. And if it wasn't, no, 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 it was, it was, it was about damn time. It was the Lizzo song about damn time was my favorite song. When I recorded that episode prior to that, it was the heart part five by Kendrick Lamar. So those were my favorite songs. Then my favorite song right now. Uh, I, I, I guess I don't really have a song at the moment that is like, Yo, the song is so because even even I'll get on the mood where I'll, I will repeat songs over and over. If it's an older song, I'll just throw it on repeat on Spotify and let it flow. So I don't have a current favorite song, but I do. I did like uh, about damn time from Lizzo, and then previous to that was Kendrick Lamar, The Heart Part Five. Let let me just double check his stuff here though. To make sure that there is anything that I could answer real quick from Eric, because I, I felt really bad. Oh, let's see. Let's see. What is your favorite word in the English language? What the what does its definition mean to you? Uh <laughs> wow. Favorite word in English language. I'm gonna be real corny and I'm gonna say love. Only because, and I feel like I, I've mentioned this in the questions episode, because love holds such a vital part of my my life. So I, I, I want to be loved, which is a fatal flaw of mine. I want, um, I want to be in love, which I am. Shout out to Angel, road tripping through Europe. Uh... I, I am in, I have a wonderful child that I love. I have family members that I love and, and lo, love is just, love is just being there no matter what, man, that, that, that's what love is. Uh, nostalgia is a gigantic part of Sorcast fandom. Uh, and I, he sent these to both me and Sorcast. So I'm just going to steal these, these questions too. What was your favorite toy from your youth and how much money would you pay to own that specific toy right now? From my youth, I don't want to say it was it was the Ninja Turtles, because because that's such an easy layup, and I and I don't really want to own the Ninja Turtles. My my favorite toy that comes to mind that I had, it was Battle Damage Armor He Man, and it, it had like the little spinny thing on He Man's chest where if you pushed it in, it would spin, and each time he took a hit to the chest, his chest would get more damaged. He was the only He-Man doll that I had that I remember. And I had a Skeletor that was the same way. And I loved that toy. And I would love to have both of them sitting right here on this desk right now. Or back there. That that would be dope. We are all creations here. We have all been inspired by those that came before us. We are all creators here. We all are inspired by those who came before us. But sometimes we were just born too late. So what is an idea or work of art would you have, so what idea or work of art would you have created if someone hadn't beaten you to it? <laughs> uh, that, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> I I feel like, I feel like, Stranger Things is in my wheelhouse, maybe. 
and I know obviously it didn't come before me, but I watched Stranger Things and I'm like, I really think I could have come up with this, not to take anything away from those writers. But Stranger Things is such a fantastic show based in the, in the 80s and the nostalgia of the 80s. I could have totally done that show and I wish I had thought of it. All right. With the world being a flaming hellscape the way it is now, we long to escape into our favorite stories that take place in a world that is anywhere but here. What sitting in any form or of media is the closest to perfect for you? Oh, damn. Damn, that's a good one. Um, what, what medium is the closest to perfect? Damn. <laughs> oh, that's a tough one. Because there, there's not even a media. There, there's no perfect worlds, but. <sighs> Gosh. Because um, there's always conflict somewhere and stuff like that. So. I don't I don't. Uh, man, what what would be the perfect world for me? This just is just random. First thing really came to mind, the universe of Kill Bill. I know it just seems like the real world, but uh, living in a world with ninja assassins just sounds cool to me. There, there's your answer. It, it's cheap. All right. With all the arguments over the past versus present, we find certain talents who would cause a seismic shift regardless of what time they exist within. My question to you all is what all-time great would you place from their timeline and into another just to see what would happen. Um, Malcolm X. Let's let's do Malcolm X. Drop Malcolm X into today and see what kind of stuff he starts. <laughs> uh, yeah. Any yeah yeah Malcolm's my answer. What is something abstract in the world that you would like to turn into a person to fight them? Thursdays. I hate Thursdays. Keep in mind, fighting ability is equivalent to how strong the abstract thing. So I don't know how strong a day of the week is. I imagine pretty strong considering it shows up 50 to 52 times a year. So <laughs> with that said, I'm going to go ahead and say. And I don't even know if that's the number of Thursdays in the month of the year, but Thursdays. I want to fight Thursday. I hate Thursdays. My five-year-old. Uh, my five-year-old shows Superman with Christopher Reeves dressed as, as Clark Kent. She asked, so what's his job? So fellow, what's Christopher Reeves job? Um, what's, what's Christopher Reeves job or my five-year-old showed Superman with Christopher Reeves dressed as Clark Kent. She asked, so what is his job? What's Clark Kent's job or Christopher Reeves job? I'm confused. <laughs> uh might might need a little clarification there, uh, Eric. But if you're asking me what Christopher Reeves' job is when he's dressed as Clark Kent, he's a newspaper guy. I probably messed that up. What was the last satisfying video game um you've you've ever beaten? That would be Detroit Become Human. I uh, played it when I had COVID. It was amazing. I you know I knew the storyline because I'd watched it on YouTube. Shout out to my guy Rad Brad. Uh, and I didn't watch it with Rad Brad though. I watched it with um. Oh, I can see his see his face. I mentioned him on a podcast before. He's a big streamer. Uh, he's usually on Twitch. Swing point, swing point. 
uh, Detroit playing Detroit Become Human and playing that was a lot of fun. And I'm actually I I haven't wanted to replay it yet because there's multiple endings and stuff. And I like my ending so much I didn't want to mess with it other than me not saving Luther. You've gone into Berserker Rage and killed some people. Is that killed? Hurt some people? Hurt some people. No deaths, but a lot of uh, concussions and broken bones, though. Would you rather have beaten up 25 kindergartners or 25 elderly people? <laughs> oh, snap. Snap. Uh... I guess elderly people. I don't want to beat up kids, man. I, I don't want to beat up elderly people either, but you never know. One of those 25 elderly people could have surprised me and put up a good fight or something, man. Let, let's just say that they're all elderly, but they're all within their wits and uh, they, they know their surroundings and they know they were in a fight. So if, th if those are the case, then, then we're good. And then the other person I missed, other person I missed, and Kat, I'm so sorry. Kat Chinetti, the Tyler Durden of the DMs, co-host of We Should Do This Again Sometime with Kat and Mark. She sent me three questions and I didn't answer them. So what is your favorite smell, Kat asked me. Whew. My first thought is very inappropriate, but I do enjoy the smell of a... Uh, Lady parts. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Okay. You asked. I don't care. Uh, I'd say otherwise it would be barbecue. Uh, anything on the grill. Smells amazing. What do you look for first in a friend? I'll tell you straight up. I When I first meet people, I assume that I'm going to hate them. So I, I don't look for things in a friend. It's just kind of like, oh, well, you're here. <laughs> so let, let's let's see what happens. So I don't look for any particular traits. I just kind of let things happen and, and kind of wait for them to play themselves. If they don't play themselves, I, I think that that's a trait um, that I look for in a friend. And by playing themselves, I mean, you know, they don't say anything off the wall. Like, I'm, I'm so glad Roe v. Wade got overturned, like, no, no fam, red flag. Or, or we could even say, you know, I'm a Kansas City Chief fan. Mm-mm. <laughs> mm, mm Um, or we could even say something along the lines of, uh, trying to think of a hot take in basketball. Allen Iverson was overrated. That there's another great one. So I, I just make wait for them to play themselves. And if they don't play themselves within a certain amount of time, then I'm like, okay, well, I, I think I could be friends with this person. And then we go from there. How do you feel about the Muppets and why? The Muppets, cat, which is probably one of the first things we talked about when I DM'd you way back when, when I discovered you cosplayed and you knew Eric and you knew Crystal and knew that community about podcasting. You said you wanted to do a Muppet podcast. The Muppets to me may have shaped my comedy, my sense of humor, to be completely honest with you. Because the Muppets are just funny, man. So funny. And my first Muppet movie I remember was Muppets Take Manhattan. And to this day, I still say it's my favorite Muppets film, and I've seen most of them. I really enjoyed the Muppets uh, sitcom that was on a few years back on ABC. It got canceled at the first season, and it was like Muppets in the Real World, 
kind of kind of thing and Kermit and Piggy are broken up. I really like that show. I, I laughed out loud several times at most of the episodes and I, I need to revisit that. It's probably on Hulu. So I need to check that out. Hey, what's up, everybody? WWE Hall of Famer, The Godfather here. Special shout out to B Hyphen and Handsome Bane for the WrestleCast Power Hour. And it's available everywhere. Podcasts or streams. So everybody check them out. You know, The Godfather will. And it's time once again for everybody at the Hyphen Podcast Group to come aboard the I just love the Muppets because of the comedy and Muppet Babies, of course, was a thing. And the 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 Muppets go hand in hand with Sesame Street, which Sesame Street was amazing, not as cutting edge, but you can't help but watch any of the Muppet stuff. And while it is clearly geared towards kids, there's humor in it for everybody. And there's multiple ways you can take it. They're they're able to sneak in adult jokes without it being overtly you know, I'm too like you kids aren't going to get it. But then you could watch something seven times throughout your life, like kid, adolescent, adult, later adult. And then when you're later adult, when you're like 39, like me, I could watch Muppet Treasure Island and be like, yo, I can't believe Gonzo said that. And it's totally inappropriate. The Muppets are a wonderful vehicle for comedy and a great introduction to what comedy should sound like. Looking at you, Chris Rock, buddy. Just saying. So yeah, th- there's your house cleaning. Uh, I apologize, Kat and Eric, for missing you guys. But I-, I have now answered all the questions from episode 199. So what took so long? Because I got so sidetracked, I was just trying to do too much. I should have stuck the regular episode. Plus, like I said, I went on vacation. Work's been crazy. Things like that. But I'm here. I'm not queer, but I but I rep for the queers. All the respect in the world for them. And, you know, 200 episodes, uh, it's quite the milestone. And since I've really went to the shortened format of just really trying to do, do, because I was always like, I got to hit an hour, got to hit an hour. And, and then since I've just kind of let that go and realized I don't need to sit here and ramble and try to do as much stuff as possible to get y'all an hour and just really got back to basics, even going back to the old theme music and just being like, I'm and really kind of honing in on the music stuff. Cause as much as I like trying to be a podcaster of the world and, and the first 178, 180, let's say 180, 80 episodes was about like this, this, this pop topic, this, this, this topic of the day, this topic of the day, this happened in pop culture, this movie, this movie, anniversary, anniversary, anniversary. While all that was well and good, I was burning myself out on it. So I really dumbed it down, got in my wheelhouse with music where I feel completely comfortable coming on here and talking to y'all about a certain thing or like the Grand Hill episode um, and, and still being able to to do lists and brackets. All that stuff is super fun to me and I love every bit of it. I really do. So having a, a a format that's not as strenuous has really helped. I really would like to be weekly, but between just the family and work and then just my other stuff that I got going on. And I, 
I can only focus so much on one thing. I, I know I also have trouble saying to Angel when I don't have a guest, and I haven't had a guest on Hyphen Nation in a minute, and I know George and Marcus are are planning on coming in on here so we can talk about the NBA, which we we might need to do soon um, because we, we were kind of waiting until after a draft and then free agency hit, and then Katie asked for a trade, and Kyrie asked, uh, is apparently trying to get traded. So we're kind of waiting to see what happens, and things haven't happened for uh, pretty much 14 days at this point. So we're kind of spinning our wheels, and Marcus wanted to talk about the NBA and just the wild season that happened. So we will be getting together, and I'll be bringing back on both my semi-regular co-hosts to talk about that. Uh, but when I don't have a guest and stuff, or I'm not doing Rasslecast, which is usually a Friday night recording, I really have trouble looking at Angel on um, Tuesday night, which is the ideal night for me to do it. Uh, it would be Tuesday night. I have trouble looking at her and say, hey, I'm going to go downstairs and record the podcast after Aaliyah goes to bed. Because one, I'm tired. <laughs> I am so tired um, normally because I, I get up at five usually. And by nine o'clock, I've been up for, for uh, 16 hours by then, you know. And so for me to come down here and then take an hour and a half to record and edit and post and and put that energy there when I could just easily crawl into bed next to my wife and get comfy and turn on the TV and what may happen, happen. <laughs> you know, it's hard to do that. It's a little hard for your boy. So if I did that on a weekly basis and really said Tuesday nights is recording night, I'm going downstairs, knock out the podcast. Angel will be fine with that. I just have a hard time doing it. Uh, I, I would like to get the show back to weekly. I am sticking to Thursday dates. So we will see. Rasslecast is supposed to be coming back here in August, where we'll be recording on Fridays. Um, I'll talk to her about it when she gets back from Europe about trying to really sit down and make that Tuesday night slot, the hyphenation slot, whether that's a guest or solo, so I can start bringing it to you weekly again. Because it's not hard to do, man. I've been doing this 200 times. And shout out to anybody who has sat here and listened, listened to your boy at all. Even if it was for five seconds, five hours. If you sat through any of the two plus three hour episodes that me and Marcus did or, or anybody who came on here, shout out to every guest. Shout out, shout out to he who shall not be named. Hope you're doing well. Hope the family's good, fam. Uh, but, but like I said, man, you got to get that negativity out of your life, no matter what it may be, no matter what you have to do. And that's what we did with you. And I have tried to reach out to you just to check on you and you've refused to talk to me. So it is what it is. I still got love for you though, man. Still have plenty of love for you. Just wish you'd see the air in your ways. Same with my sister. So, but shout out to everybody who's been on the pod, man. We, we've, we've had a great time being here. A lot of laughs. A lot of tears. The Wayne the, the Wayne Wade commercial still I haven't watched it since I'm pretty sure the sec the second time I watched it was on the pod. And <laughs> I haven't watched it since. The Dwayne Wade episode uh incident was a little bad with that retirement commercial, man. Like I mean I broke down and and we've we've been through some real stuff. I mean we we went through the summer 2020 with Breonna Taylor and George Floyd. Uh, we we talked about uh, your, the murders in 2016. I came on here and like and that that was crazy because I was in the middle of moving. And then uh, then those murders were happening. 
and then Muhammad Ali died, and then the Warriors blew a 3-1 lead, so the summer 2016 was crazy, and then, of course, that led a few months later to Donald getting elected, and it, it's been a wild ride, man, and and you you can listen to any of these 200 episodes, and, and you'll know exactly what's going on, so while I do appreciate the old format, the new format is working, I will be trying to bring the show back weekly. So I, I'll be talking to the wife, Blay Angel. I, I would like to do the podcast weekly. And the only night that I feel like I can truly do it will be Tuesday nights after Leah goes to bed. And, and she'll be like, no, I can completely understand. She's always been supportive of the podcast. Always. 100%. No question. So what more could you ask for? Oh, man. So... I ran through the list of topics. I answered Kat and Eric's questions that I missed. Let's let's take a few minutes because I had two topics in my head when I recorded my my uh, video this morning, my my morning video, which is up on my YouTube channel right now because it just finished uploading. Look at that! Shout out to YouTube, po- posting your boy because I because I did that, and shout out to No Name Tim. Uh, he his music's featured in today's video. It's called Free Fries question mark and i've just been doing this thing here lately uh because oh recommendation ryan trahan he delivered a penny across america to mr beast um on just a penny he started with a penny and he used nothing but a penny to make money and lose money and get across from california to north carolina to deliver a penny to mr beast so if you're into youtube like i am and you just want to see some wholesome content that's funny and it's binge worthy. Go check out Ryan Trahan's uh, series. It was 30 episodes long. He did it all through June and he raised over a million dollars for um, Feeding America. Uh, and plus they donated more money from like the two million subscribers they picked up over the month. It's crazy. So go check out my man, Ryan Trahan. But I watched Ryan Trahan and I was like, you know, I I kind of want to do something more along his lines on a, on a basic feeling. And I'm going to get into that here in a, in a YouTube video here soon, uh, where I, I kind of talk about my YouTube strategy, uh, going forward, but go watch Ryan Trahan. And he's the reason why I started doing these, the morning videos, but the MCU last topic, next topic, shout out to the, uh, Roko Saki for saying next topic, even though he dissed me two episodes ago, he said next topic real hard. And I appreciated that. So Thor Love and Thunder's out and I'm going to go see it. This is the first one I'm not really rushing to see. Angel's out of out of the country, obviously. So I have Aaliyah. So there's only so much I can do. Uh, hopefully next weekend, me, Gary, and Anthony will, will make the trek to go see it. And I'm, I'm hearing mixed reviews. I'm hearing it's okay. I'm hearing it's great. And I'm, I'm still going to see regardless. Y- your boy's in it. Multiverse of Madness, I don't know if I talked about it on here. I liked it. I thought it was good. And then the next day, I saw Sean Nice and and DJ Big Daddy when I was out with E at Tropics. And they were both like, it's one of my top five Marvel movies. And I'm like, how? There's a lot of good stuff in it. But how? And it could have been recency bias, too, because it just came out. And I, I need to rewatch it. I haven't rewatched it since I hit Disney. Disney Plus. But that's just so wild to me. And then before before that, we had 
was No Way Home before that. And and I love No Way Home. I talked about um Norman in No Way Home and how great William Defoe was as Norman in No Way No Way Home. Um I love the story arc of spoilers, guys. We're gonna go ahead and do it. One, two, three, four, five. I love how they the whole story. I'm sad that, that May got murdered, but it also was the catalyst of the, the grief that Peter truly needed because they never gave him his Uncle Ben moment in the MC in the MCU version of Spider-Man. Seeing Toby and Andrew back in the suits was really cool. I love the part where Andrew or Tony or Toby's like, my back, my back, because infamously he um, almost backed out of Spider-Man 2 because of back issues from being in Spider-Man 1 and Jake Gyllenhaal almost stepped in for him. So that was funny. Uh, I love the Sinisters, this, the, um, all the villains coming back and all, and from different movies. I thought it was really well done, but no way home. While it was obviously sent to MCU felt like a love letter to the, the Spider-Man movies in general. And it, it's pretty self-contained. I know that Dr. Strange mentioned Spider-Man in multiverse, but it's, and he was obviously in no way out. No way out. No way home. But it still felt like it was a very small story. Eternals is fine. Shang-Chi is excellent. Shang-Chi is my favorite MCU movie that's come out since um since Endgame. I like Black Widow. I thought it was very well done. Uh, it was the send-off that um your girl deserved. I'm waiting for the, the, I can see her face. I'm waiting for the words to come, to come to me. Tell me that as Scarlett Johansson, uh, Scarlett, jo- it was a send off Scarlett Johansson deserved from the series. It set up the new black widow. So a lot of good things is done. As far as the TV side, I love Loki. I love WandaVision. I love Falcon and Winter Soldier. And again, I'm going to remind y'all, I was on Superhero Cinephiles with my man Perry Constantine a few months ago, and we covered the whole series um, in two parts. So go check out those episodes anywhere podcasted or podcasted. Anywhere podcast or podcasted, that's what I'm trying to say. You can totally do that for me. That'd be great. And then since then, I haven't really watched anything. So I, I haven't watched Hawkeye. I haven't watched Moon Knight. I haven't watched Miss Marvel. I saw the trailer for She-Hulk and I was trying not to watch it. But of all things, Aliyah's like, Daddy, watch the She-Hulk trailer. I'm like, watch it. She you want me to watch the She-Hulk trailer? And she showed it to me, and I felt very underwhelmed. Very underwhelmed. Now I heard they're gonna go back and try to fix the CGI on She-Hulk some. But I felt very underwhelmed. <laughs> and I don't have a problem with the MCU TV stuff. I I honestly love it, but the same thing ended up happening with the Netflix MCU, the Netflix Marvel stuff. I got super into Daredevil when it first came out. I was watching it, watching it, watching. I was tearing through it, and then something happened in life, and I just got torn away from it, and I never went back to it. And then I never, I saw parts of Luke Cage, none of Jessica Jones. I didn't watch Iron Fist, none of Defenders, uh, none of Punisher. So. There's all this stuff out there that I know exists and I can watch it whenever I want. And I just don't do it. It's just, it, it's, it's not the same level of Game of Thrones. Cause at this point I kind of not watch Game of Thrones to kind of troll Eric and Marcus because they hate the fact that I haven't watched Thrones and Eric gets even more mad. Cause he gave me the first three seasons and it's actually on this, on this external hard drive right here. <laughs> and I haven't done anything with it. 
He's like, I gave you the first three seasons. Quit making excuses. Um, I'm going to watch it. I want to watch it with Angel. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, there's some stuff that we've been watching lately. Like, uh, I know Grace and Frankie ended recently, but we're a season behind on that. We didn't finish Good Girls. We haven't caught up on Fear the Walking Dead. We're not caught up on The Walking Dead. So there's so much stuff that we're supposed to be watching. And I would like, I think she would like Game of Thrones. We've watched the first episode together. I think we could both get into it. It's just a matter of literally taking the time to do it, you know. And it's the same thing I have for a lot of the MCU stuff that, that's come out. I, I want to watch it. And if I sit down and really work at it, I can. And, and it just hasn't happened. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited to see Love and Thunder. Um, I, like I said, I've, I've heard mixed things, but I'm expecting to go in and have a good time. I heard that they might have leaned too much into the comedy, but then some somebody said also that they thought Ragnarok had too much comedy in it, and I thought Ragnarok had the perfect mix of tension and comedy. So there's that. I don't know, but I'm I'm just I'm just happy that the MCU's turning out product, man. Uh, it's it's really hard on a lot of people who got in in the Endgame and Infinity War phases and caught up on all the movies leading to those two films. Excuse me, because everything was so intertwined. It's really difficult um, for, for those people who had all this build up and then they had this great payoff. And now we're back down to uh, my man, Bark, Mark, Bark, my man, Bark Mosquette. Mark Bosquet uh, actually said we were in the back issue bin of the MCU where um, none of the stories really had a lasting impact on anything as far as the universe as a whole, the MCU as a whole, but it felt akin to picking out some cheap back issues of, a, of your favorite series. So say Dr. Strange and then reading those 10 issues and just really enjoying them, even though nothing really happened other than uh, just some classic comic book adventures. So that's where I'm at with MCU. I'll let y'all know about Love and Thunder. I did have one other thing I wanted to say, but I, I'm going to wrap this up and, I, and I'm going to, I will pick this back up. So let me go ahead and make a note. Stranger things for my God, my God, seriously. And I got stranger Four. stranger Four. That sounds like a video game, a creepy video game. Stranger things Four. This, this is my opinion of it. We're going to rank the seasons. So, best season. I'm still going to say one. Number two would be season four. Number three would be season three. And the worst season is season two. But there are no bad seasons. I love season four. But we'll put a pin in that and come back to it later. Hyphen Nation is brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group. Formerly known as the Morgantown, West Virginia Podcast Collective, bringing great podcasts to the people. I don't even know what our tagline is now, but we here. Shout out to Melisette. Shout out to Obvious Nonsense. Shout out to Crystal. Everyday Rogue. Shout out to Marcus. Shout out to Kat. Shout out to Mike Lamb. Shout out to George and Mike. Shout out to Handsome Bane, obviously. Shout out to all the Alapal family. Shout out to Kayan. Why do I feel like I'm leaving people out? Shout out to everybody at Hyphen Podcast Group, uh, past and present. Shout out to all y'all, man. 
Couldn't couldn't be here without you. Five years coming up September 1st. Crazy. Power of positivity is real. Get that negativity out of your life. No matter what it may be, no matter what you have to do, you got to do you. Always and forever. Yeah. <sighs> Try to have genuine interactions with people. You never know what the next man or woman is going through. And your kind actions, your kind interaction with them could save their life or someone else's. So always try to have genuine interactions with people. With that said, give people their flowers while they're still here because you never know when it's their time to go. And also call your mom, call your dad, call your sister, call your brother, call any family member, any friend you need to just to check in and say, hey, I love you. Also, how are you? That's it. That's the tweet, man. That's all it is. Go forth and do that. Please. Please, man. You won't regret it. I promise you. Hyphen Nation is available wherever podcasts are podcasted. If you happen to use Apple Podcasts, give me five stars. If you write a review, I'll read it good or bad. If you're on Spotify, also rate it five stars. And even if you hate it, because that's going to get more people to know about the Barack Obama approved world's greatest podcast. <laughs> I'd appreciate it. Also, if there's any hyphen podcast group podcast, including this one, that you can't find on your favorite podcast listening platform, please let me know. And you can do so or just reach out to me at behyphen at gmail.com. That's B-H-Y-P-H-E-N at gmail.com. Or social media at behyphen on Twitter, the behyphen on Instagram, and hyphen universe on Facebook. If you want to go the hyphen podcast group route, hyphen podcast group at gmail.com, hyphen podcast group on Facebook, hyphen podcast group on Instagram, and hyphen pod group on Twitter. All those avenues work. The websites still work as well hyphenuniverse.com and hyphenpodcastgroup.com. I'm thinking about shutting down the actual main site for hyphen podcast group though and kind of doing a link, link tree link tree style thing because all of the um, current podcasts have pod page sites now. Um, so if you go to podpage.com slash hyphen dash nation, you'll get all the episodes and a nice setup website that's completely free to me and it gives you access to all the things you need. All the platforms and everything is real dope. Uh, so I'm really thinking about uh, bringing it down to just that. Um, not that I'm paying for the space. Shout out to E who handles that. I am paying for the domains though. But also I'm just kind of tired of maintaining um, a physical site when there may not actually be a need for that anymore. So thinking about that and also thinking about doing the same thing for hyphenuniverse.com. I'm keeping the domain, but I'm really thinking about downsizing and really just focusing back in on the blog content and I don't need to use space to do that for free. So, so I may, I may at some point just be going back to hyphenuniverse.wordpress.com or something and just having hyphenuniverse.com forward itself literally to that, to those pages. Who cares? It's just my writing. If you want to read my writing, it's there. Um, and yeah, just, just some, just some stray hairs I got out there. Stray hairs. <sighs> Shout out to Playoff P. Shout out to John Wall, man. Wong and Kawhi together is a really interesting combination, but we'll save that for the NBA episode. So for the 200th time, 
I appreciate each and every one of y'all who can hear the sound of my voice, who take the time to listen to me, who have ever listened to me. Thank you so much, guys. It really does mean the world. And I'm going to continue rocking this mic until this mic cannot be rocked anymore, podcast-wise. I promise. Okay? That's the deal. So I say all that to say this. Thanks, y'all. This is a hyphen podcast production. Are you not entertained?